Hello and welcome to Dead in Goal, Inside Sports NRL podcast. Anthony Brand here, online editor. I'm joined by uh, James Smith, assistant editor. Mate, welcome. How are Another you? Week. Good. Yeah. Mate, good. It's been a big week. Not as Probably not as big as, as last week was in, in no. terms of rugby league. but no, A little bit more on field action this week, isn't exactly it? Exactly right, mate. Exactly. Yeah. How did you find last weekend? Oh, I was in Adelaide for the weekend. So there wasn't much rugby league talk along around the streets of Adelaide, but uh, <laughs> managed to have a, catch a couple of games on, on Fox yeah. in the hotel room. I yeah. Yeah, caught your blokes, your, uh, <laughs> your manly blokes up against Saints. They struggled a bit, but... They yeah. did. They did, but a fair yeah. bit going on yeah. um, anyway. Um, first of all, mate, we might as well talk about... Let's get into player contracts. I mean, there's so yeah. much speculation around um, what players are worth. Um, a lot of them are asking for a million dollars... Let's just talk about the, 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 the biggest paid plays in the game. First of all, we've got Daly Cherry Evans. He's on $1.25 million a year. Jared Haynes on one point two. Then Thurston, uh, Tumalolo and Cameron Smith yeah. are all on a million each. Yeah. Um, you've got players like Mitchell Moses, James Tedesco uh, and Aaron Woods even being around about that million dollar mark. Um, mm-hmm. It's... It, I, I, personally, I don't think... That if, you, if you've got a guy like Cameron Smith, and the test would be if you walk into an office that probably doesn't know anything about the NRL or not much, and you mention Cameron Smith or Jonathan Thurston, they're going to say, yeah, we, we've heard of him. <laughs> does, does the average Joe on the street know who Mitchell Moses is or, or James Tedesco? They haven't played finals football. Um, no, no. And he hasn't, he hasn't played any... Uh, well, he's played one rep game. Um, mm. It's it's a it's a lot of money. It's something that Phil Gould actually brought up today. Well, yeah. Well, in our business, if, if a cadet journo walked in and demanded even half that money or, so, or in that sort of ballpark, yeah. he'd be laughed out of the office again. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe it's manager talk, player agent talk that these these players without really, as you said, are without a track record of yeah. of anything, uh, you know, approaching finals. Now you'd want to be you'd want to be backing yourself on that market, and maybe the best is to come from blokes like Moses and and Brooks and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I think it's yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you you're paying for potential rather than proof. I mean, you get a guy like Cherry. I know he's been off for probably eighteen months or so. Yeah. He's coming good now, but I mean, he's played for his country. Um, he's played for his state. He's won a premiership. I mean, the proof's in the pudding there, isn't it? He's done the high yards. It'd be like yeah. taking over a newsroom or, or taking over, or, or, any, or any professional. Yeah, and the thing that's forgotten is, even though you are paid a lot of money, you are allowed, once you're one of those top players, to have a bit of a dip in form. Yeah. yeah um, oh, you're allowed by most people. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit unfair, isn't it, when Cherry yeah. Evans has a game where he doesn't orchestrate things well, and first thing that's said is, oh, this bloke's on $10 million and, Yeah. You know? Oh, it's just... A bit unfair sometimes. It is yeah. definitely, definitely so. Yeah. You know, the, the cap's on the eight point three million. Yeah. Um, is that set in stone? It's, is that it's just speculated. It's it's speculated, yeah. but that's pretty much what the. It's not going to be ten million, and I think that's why we were all these the last few weeks. All these uh, astronomical figures have been sort of toyed around, is because. They thought the cap was going to be ten million. Even if he caps ten million, how are you going to waste one point two on one player yeah. without a proven track record? I yeah. mean, it's it's just crazy. And then the other thing is, if you're paying that amount of money to one player, you know, on average, the, the rest of your players are, are they going to be good enough to mm. be able to take advantage of this? You know, one superstar. Exactly. You, you do need other superstars around. Exactly. And but and by the time you add on three or four more, yeah. half, half your cap's gone. Exactly. Eight point three million cap. Geez, that's that'd be hard to work within, wouldn't it? Well, when you yeah. when you think about it, you know, your your uh, minimum wage in the NRL's a hundred thousand dollars a year. So yeah. Yeah. it doesn't leave you much space when you've got thirty players to fit under it. No, no, and it also um, clashes with that argument of a player is is worth what someone's prepared to pay. Mm. It, it, it sort of runs head-on into that, doesn't it? Um, fair enough, you have that situation, but then you've got a cap, mm. which is boxing um, mm. ambitions in, ambitions of spending yeah. in, and, and isn't it so? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and while we're talking about the, the big three, or supposed big three, I call it the big one and a half, maybe. I call them the priority signings. The priority signings, <laughs> I like that. I heard that from somewhere, so I stole it. I so. like that. 
that. I like yeah. that. Well, just on them, uh, obviously, there's a lot of conjecture surrounding um, Tedesco and Brooks mm. um, and Moses. Uh, Moses is speculated uh, to be leaving in the next week or so to join Parramatta. Woods, <laughs> Woods and Tedesco have been table deals from the Bulldogs and uh, reportedly are pretty close to being table deals or already have been by the Sydney Roosters for the both of them as well. So a lot happening. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of players are going to a lot of different clubs. I don't know how they're going to be able to handle all their commitments. <laughs> I think Kronk's playing for three different clubs next season. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a busy man. Well, they've got a good manager, don't they? I mean, yeah. they're all managed by the same guy. Let's not forget that. That's true, yeah. yeah. And the same guy seems to have... Played his party in dismantling that, those four priority signings, hasn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. Away from West's Tigers. So, yeah. yeah, well, we've both had it up to our necks, so yeah. we might leave them alone. But let's talk about um, the, uh, Kieran Foran and, and, and the Melbourne Storm. Well, it's, um, I, 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 that's a good fit, isn't it? I think it's, so. It's a good fit. Um, the Melbourne Storm have always been that big three team, but every, every other player has been more than capable. They've been bought through the system to already be a unit themselves that's mm. been able to work within that, work with that big four. Kieran Foran, he would be spectacular at, at, at Melbourne. Plays a similar game to Cronk, doesn't he? He's, he does. backs himself with the ball and he's got a lot of strength and, and commitment in defence. So, yeah, oh, I, I, reckon they're, I reckon they're a perfect fit. Definitely. And I think um, when he was at Manly, he left obviously end of 2015. When he was there, I know that one of the things that um, sort of got him out the door was the fact that in during that time was unconfirmed whether Tuvi was going to be kept on or whether Barrett was coming in. And he thought that Jeff Tuvi couldn't offer him a lot more as far as his technical abilities goes to, to okay. learn from, which is saying a lot because Jeff Tuvi was... Um, two-time premiership halfback, um, mm. obviously played for Australia and New South Wales, but he just didn't think he was going to get much more out of Tuvi, uh, which is why he went to, to Brad Arthur. Uh, obviously, didn't work out there, but in, in that line of thinking, um, not that not the foreign said this, but you'd think that he could get a lot out of Bellamy. If there's anyone that's going to give you something extra, mm. it, it would be Craig Bellamy. I mean, let's face it. Um, he, look at all the players that go there. Um, you know, discards from other clubs, and he turns them into superstars or very solid players. I yeah. mean, he's very simple in his coaching. You've got this job, and, and but they do it very well. There aren't many players who haven't come out the other end yeah. in that state. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, I think it'd be a good good fit for Cronk. Um, are the Warriors out of the race altogether? Like, because uh, last week or the week before, there was that um, story or or um, thought going around that. Well, all the evidence going around that Foran had struck up a really good relationship with Johnson and and Kearney. So, yeah, are they completely out of it? Are they they just not interested, or they know they can't afford Foran next year? Or I, I don't know. I think it was. I think there's a bit of a quiet understanding between Foran and, and the Warriors that <laughs> it's not his ideal scenario. His, his children are in Australia. Oh, okay. And I think it was it was going to benefit both of them. They got him pretty cheap, really six hundred thousand dollars a year, getting yeah. back to this million dollar figures. They got him for about six hundred a year. Um, he was obviously wasn't in a great place when he went there, and it was. I think it was more for for Forum was an opportunity to, at that particular time to get out of Sydney. Obviously, everything that was surrounding him at that particular time, get him over there. He's got family there. He's living with his uncle, I believe. Okay. So you know, it gave him a chance to to recalibrate, I guess, get his head back on track and play some football again. Yeah. Um, and and they were, it's not so much taking a gamble on Forum, but obviously the, the the previous twelve months were very tough for him. So they were, it was more of a a caring role. And and let's face it. It hasn't it paid dividends in the two matches that he's played? He's, he's, he's starred and, uh, and and got them back on track. We like uh, giving the keys to a Lamborghini and, <laughs> and hiring a Lamborghini for a while. Exactly right. But you have to give it back at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy, absolutely. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see where where Foran goes there, but um, hmm. talk is pretty strong. And they've also got Ta- Tahu Harris and Jordan McLean off contract as well, not to mention okay. that Kronk's leaving, he's on about a million a year. So There'd be no dramas getting him into that cap. Someone of four, and you'd think he'd be up around the one point two, and and that really won't be a drama no. for the for the for the Melbourne side to to do for him. And and he's out of the Sydney Fishbowl, which is yeah. obviously paying uh, dividends for him over there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So no, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. Mate, the, the play the ball. <laughs> 
Well, last week... What's we, going on here? Well, it's just gotten ridiculous, hasn't it? Like yeah. The, uh, the, the ruck in, in rugby league, um, you know, it's supposed to keep things moving and, and, uh, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's a good... Structurally, it's, it, it's a good setup, but um, it is still supposed to um, replicate... Um, mm. That uh, shift over from rugby union, where you had those messy rucks and balls, and the ball came out of it. Um, the, the play of the ball is an actual fundamental action in rugby league, where you complete that ruck and the ball comes out. And uh, I don't know, you wouldn't want to put a, a percentage action not, um, stat on it, but geez, not many blokes touch the ball with their feet no. while they're playing it. Do it's they? sloppy. Yeah, and like you said, sloppy. it's a fundamental part of the game. It's a yeah. great point because you think about the, the, the extra amount, every second in the ruck and the defensive line yeah. Is, yeah. is so important. A, a split second is a difference between one and two metres. I mean, they're only 10 metres back. So you're right. Have, making a player actually get up and play the ball with his foot actually might add a second and every second's vital. Yeah, yeah. Just simply rolling it between your legs. Oh, and, and the, the NRL were very vigilant on this a few years ago, remember? They were, they were really vigilant on, on making players do it. But yep. for some reason, it's gone by the wayside now. I remember um, there's a game between Parramatta and Penrith out at Penrith Stadium. Um, Steve Clark was his name, the referee. So anyway, he's got the, right. uh, he's got the directive from head office to crack down on, on the play of the ball. Yeah. And he really did. He gave about, uh, I, I reckon, at least 10 penalties in the first... 10, 15 minutes, and he destroyed this yeah. awesome Western Derby. It was yeah. just absolutely crippled. I can't even rem- remember who won. Yeah. All I remember was in one particular part of the field as well, he just kept blowing his whistle. Mm. And, and yeah, and, and over the years, the players have gotten to mm. realise that they're allowed to get away with this. Mm. And then when they met that brick wall of, yeah. of, of penalties, that they were shocked. And yeah. on one hand, you, you thought, good on, good on the NRL for cracking down. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's a little bit like. Um, Asking someone to pay you back five million dollars in one hit, isn't it? Like it's a bit of a shock. It's yeah. I, I think what they've got to do is maybe one or two penalties each game mm. over about a month, just to just mm. just to get the message out there that you know this, this, you're not playing the game properly. You're not doing it properly. That's like, right. It's like um, when you you know when you don't throw the ball in, mm. in soccer mm. over your head and don't do that properly. Like, yeah, it looks sloppy. And then the other thing that. that uh, it makes referees look like they're not doing their job. Mm. It really does. It's um, it, 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 yeah, you came up with a with a term a sloppy appearance to the game, and yeah. So oh, well, who knows? Maybe maybe they don't even think it's enough of a problem. Maybe it's a bit of a small issue that mm. blokes like us are worrying about that nobody else is. But it is. But it, I, yeah. I, I I totally agree. I mean, you, you've got guys. I mean, this is what they do for a living. Let's, yep. let's face it. And who knows what the coaches are saying. Anything that sort of um, isn't, um, you know, that the game's not being vigilant about, they're not keeping their eye on, um, you might as well use it to your advantage, like the wrestle used to be or yeah, yeah. holding down a tackle or or whatever it might be. You know, yeah. if, if, you, if you're not getting penalised for it, why would you play the ball properly? No, so it, it, the onus falls on the league, doesn't it, to, to pull it into line? And it's, funny, it's funny how um, they, they don't clamp down on that. But when there's a, um, a foot near a sideline, mm. they'll go in for a microscopic mm. view just to see <laughs> if there was a blade of grass in between the f- in between the boot and the sideline. Mm. But then they'll let other things like um, yeah. like play the balls. And oh, the other one that that uh, they don't really seem to be pleasing mm. properly at the moment is a twenty metre quick restart. Yeah. Some blokes are running, you know, half or half a metre or a metre in front of the, yeah. the line, and that doesn't seem to matter. No. Whereas other Areas of the game they they exactly clean right, right down on, and and they're the game changers. Definitely, aren't they? yeah, they're the game changers that nobody notices. Yeah, because the context, yeah, you know, isn't normally taken into exactly. account. So, well, let's hopefully let's hope that they can they can wake up to themselves and and mm. uh, and, and stamp it out of the game because it is a bit of a blight at the moment, mate. <laughs> while, right. we're, while we're talking about that, let's talk about crowds at the moment. I yeah. know that. Um, Especially in Sydney here, um, a lot of the a lot of the crowds haven't really been up to scratch. No, sort of no. averaging about ten thousand. Couple of what reasons. Are your thoughts on that, mate? Couple of reasons for that is now the weather. Um, yeah, weather. It's been a, a pretty ordinary start to to the season weather wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my main my main thought on on this is uh, there aren't too many teams in Sydney. There are, there are too many games. I think um, and too many games as well where you have. 
a Sydney club, which is quite well supported, playing against an uh, out-of-Sydney team with hardly any support. Like, yeah. I think those sort of games, your Warriors and your Titans, when they're in Sydney, you know, we should be really looking at mm. transporting them to at least a New South Wales country base. Those, those two clubs basically have no support yeah. outside where they are. And, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get mm. the... The whole sitting down at the start of the year. Mm. Um, okay, let's let's have the Roosters playing the Titans um, on on a Friday at six o'clock. I don't. I, mm. Surely, surely that's a standout mm. game. That that's one of those games that's just highlighted as a yeah. as a low attendance, yeah. low attendance game. And maybe it, maybe it's maybe it doesn't worry the NRL, but it's a horrendous look on, on, for, for a game that's. That's watched by so many people. It does open itself up to, to criticism, doesn't it? Absolutely. And let's not yeah. forget who who's taking the the gate takings here. I mean, most yeah. of that goes back to the clubs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the TV deal itself is is where obviously all the contract or mm. all the big contract uh, money comes from. So, yeah. and, and you've you've recently moved, oh, relatively recently yeah. moved down to mm. to Sydney, and you're taking in all the Sydney rugby league culture yeah. and everything that it that it mm. offers. Like, how, how would you rate? Um, the entertainment value when you go and watch your, your sea eagles like do you yeah. feel entertained or do you feel that the footy itself is enough and yeah I I think I'm, I'm in a pretty good position I guess living on the northern beaches there you go to Brookie and it only takes 10,000 and there's an atmosphere there yeah you know you get your little place on the hill and it's it's been really good actually uh, I think it only takes 20 I mean um, but the funny thing the thing that I found about Sydney is I mean uh, that, that for some reason Brisbane's considered the hub of rugby league or the home of rugby league. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't disagree more. I mean, the, the soap opera that is rugby league is, they're out of it up there. I mean, what have you got? You've got one team in one town that hosts 12 games a year. I mean, how can that even compare to the, the, the history and the drama that is Sydney rugby league? I mean, you've got nine clubs, don't we, yeah, down yeah. here? Um, you pick up the back page and you get real journalism for want of a better word <laughs> about you know that no one's scared of taking a shot at any club you pick up the the, the metropolitan newspaper in brisbane uh and it's and it's all very fluffy stuff about one club you know um <laughs> you, you're gonna you're not really gonna see anyone get bagged out yeah um so that's what i i, I think sydney is the absolute home of rugby league and uh it's been it's been great to be down here uh, among Amongst it all, it's been right. fantastic. No, it's good. good, good to hear. Yeah, absolutely, it's been great. And and just talking about Manly, mate, I got to tell you, mm. went to the game on on Saturday there, Manly hosting the Dragons, and I can't believe how long it took me to get a ticket. I took yeah, a mate yeah. to to show off Brookvale Oval. Yep. Manly had won three in a row up to that point, and I couldn't believe how long it took us to get our ticket. I don't know what if it's got something to do with the Wi-Fi they've got there, Brookvale, I don't know, but it took so long to get into the ground. Oh, you were trying to purchase a ticket. Trying to purchase a ticket. Yeah, while um, you were standing in line. Standing in line. Yeah. And it was just, it was it was really frustrating. We got there about half an hour before the game, we were probably 20 people deep. It was obviously a big crowd because we only had one three in a row. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't believe it. We actually just made kickoff. Oh. We walked in as it was kicking off. Then, then to get a, a, a beverage... Um, took took about twenty five minutes. Yeah. So, and that's one thing that I've got to say. Um, when you're at Suncorp Stadium, um, it's it's all very quick. You know, you're in as soon as you as soon as you know it, and then you get a beer very quickly as well. So that's yeah. something I don't know if it's a suburban thing. What do, what do you have you? I mean, I'm only going off Brookvale Overwood. Have you found that at at, at grounds around around Sydney? Oh, I think um, that the fan isn't treated. Mm. It isn't the, the average fan isn't treated as if they wanted to come back. Yeah. I don't know. I live right down the road from the Sydney Football Stadium, and mm. I haven't counted, but I've only ever seen two ATMs on that on that um, main concourse area. Um, so if you don't have cash on here, you have to walk all the way up one end of the ground. And, yeah, as you say, there's a line-up for that because there aren't many machines there. And But the big one that gets me, and I've bitched about it on Twitter a couple mm. of times, is... Uh, how early mm. in, into the second half mm. that their food areas close? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And what about the beer areas? Do they close as well? Uh, about twenty minutes before full time. Um, okay. If your your team's winning and you have mm. got a bunch of mates with you, yeah. oh, let's have a beer. You know, this is mm. going to be a great finish. Yeah. And you go up to that 
yeah. bar and canteen area and it's all shut up. And yeah. it, what it does is it, it, it sort of says to you as a fan, oh, this is how I take it anyway. Mm. It says, we're finished with you, we've got what we want out of you, see you later. We've made our quotas, let's pack up, yeah, let's yeah. go. I don't know, it's just... If you're competing against other entertainment forms, mm. it's, it can't be it can't be helpful. Absolutely, I totally agree. I've, I've yeah. found the same thing. I've been to uh, I watched the preliminary final last year between the Sharks and uh, and the Cowboys there at, at Allianz. Oh yeah, and it was um, there too. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, I've got to say it was it was a bit of a nightmare. It really <laughs> was. It, it was. So that's probably not the things you, you want. Is no. it like you said? It's a mode of entertainment, and yeah. with twenty minutes to go, you want to see a fast finish. Why don't we have a few beers? You know, let's, mm. let's go up and get a beer. Do you want to go and get that beer if you know you're going to miss the end of the of, of the match? And you know, they can cry um, all sorts of things like you know, responsible drinking, all that sort of thing. I, I think that sits with the server to say, you know, if someone's intoxicated. Oh or yeah, if, for sure. You know, that's. I think that would be a, a, a pretty pretty illegitimate argument. But anyway. <laughs> The interesting, interesting times. There you um, go. Yes. So yeah. So mate, we've covered covered most of that. Anything we've else you s- wanted to raise? Solved a lot of problems, haven't we? We have. Um, no, we might, might touch on touch on some more next week. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's get into the the analysis, mate. This Bull, week, yeah. dogs and the rabbits. Should I um, should I run through the premiership table first? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think yeah, just quickly. Um, so after six weeks, we've got the uh, dragons and storm on top. They're on ten points, and then. The Sharks, Roosters, Cowboys, they're all on eight. Um, in sixth are the Raiders. Um, as a, a, they're on six points, as are the Broncos, uh, Manly and Souths. And Warriors and the Bulldogs. Um, so everywhere, every team from six to 11, uh, they're all on six points. Mm. And down the bottom, you've got Penrith, Parramatta and the and West Tigers on four, four points and Titans and Knights down the bottom on two Wow. So okay. there you go. That's, there you go. That's where they're placed. Well, this is an interesting one. Bulldogs hosting the Rabbits yeah. tomorrow night. Um, I like what I saw from South Sydney uh, against the Panthers. Uh, obviously, a, um, a one-point victory there yeah. for, for South Sydney. Um, the, the Panthers were missing Moylan uh, and a couple of other guys. Yeah. That booze band was Warner Blake as well he was and he was a bit of a big loss as well yeah for sure big body out wide yeah. definitely uh, but obviously Moylan was the big one there yeah and we did praise um, Griffin in, in our original podcast last week um, for, for making the call but in hindsight gee it did cost them didn't it that's you, you got Moylan there he's worth a point isn't he yeah for sure yeah yeah he knows where to be at the right time and all that kind of thing um, I, I'm going to go with Souths here I'd, I'd that that win would have taken some medal, even though those players weren't there for Penrith. They they still they, they stuck they stuck in they and mm. they toughened up and they really sorted out um, against a faster finishing Penrith team. Mm. Um, mm. And I know the Dogs have won their last two games, but um, they're just as likely to lose their next two. Their, their form is pretty dodgy, um, and, and so is the, so is the Rabbitohs. But I, I don't know that win last last week by South. Gave me a bit of confidence in, in, in those blokes. And Reynolds was fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah. For the Rabbits. I mean, he's so cool under pressure. His kicking game was sensational. Yeah. Uh, his, his goal kicking was absolutely amazing as well. Um, I'd, I'd be seriously thinking about him for Origin. Yeah. You yeah. have to be if you're yeah. Laurie Daly. Him you, and. You uh, have who, to be. Who else? Maloney. Yeah, yeah. Him and Maloney. I know Pierce is going well too. Pierce, yeah. He's always in the mix, isn't he, apparently? He, he is, but, you know, he, he has, doesn't have a great track record, does he, Pierce? <laughs> but anyway, that's, a, that's, that's for another day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with you here with the Rabbits. I think uh, David Clemmer, missing this week, yeah. uh, out with an ankle sprain for the Bulldogs, uh, is going to cost them as well. But, yeah, the Bulldogs, for mine, haven't been in, in, in good form. They've been very patchy, like you said. So, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Let's go. Go the Rabbits. All righty. Beautiful. Uh, next game, um, we've got the Knights and the Roosters at, <laughs> at, at Newcastle. Um, there's not a whole lot going, going on for the Knights injury-wise, but um, you'd expect the Roosters to cruise into town and get these two points if they're, if they're serious. It's funny with the Roosters. They um, started off, they bolted out of the gates. They lost their last two games, and they're sitting at four and two now in, in fourth spot. So, And they, they didn't look good at all against Brisbane. They no. looked really, 
out of touch, yeah. out of touch. They couldn't keep up with Brisbane, who who hadn't been in spectacular form. Yeah, and they're the games that they're the early challenges where yeah. you're presented with a team that's in form, yep. away from your home ground, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they they got belted really, they did. <laughs> didn't they? In the end? They yeah. did, mate. An interesting one here for the Roosters is Latrell Mitchell has been rested. Rested. He's been rested. He hasn't been dropped to reserve grade. Uh, he's been rested. Um, mm. Robinson has. Uh, has rested him. Maybe it's because Michael Gordon. Maybe you know Michael Gordon is a safe player to have, and yeah, but that's interesting, isn't it? It's not as if he's got a, a career behind him. No, you know, no, and he, and he deserves a rest, and he's there's been nothing else said about it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he's he's rested. He's out. He's not available for for selection. He's been he's been pretty good. I know that uh, Robinson has been pretty critical of him in some areas of his game mm. Um, mm. but geez, he wasn't the worst of the, the Roosters last week was no, he no he's yeah, the X factor yeah it was a, <laughs> it drew a bit of um, attention on, on social media when Mitchell got pulled towards the end of the game and, and a bloke like Sean Kenny Dow who is, he's having a pretty rough yeah. rough rough few games at the moment he, he gets to stay out there so who knows yeah exactly yeah. that's a great point <laughs> yeah. um, I've got to mention with the Knights though Dane Gagai Yep. has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah. As a Maroons man, I can't see him being left out of that state of origin t- side. And I know yep. that the the Knights are, are, are struggling a lot down there at the bottom of the ladder, but, gee, um, he's been in sensational form. Yeah, yeah, he's one that they uh, Wayne Bennett he marked, wasn't he, a long time yeah, ago? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he's really really lived up to everything that was um, predicted of him. Definitely. Dane, for, for sure. So we'll, we're both going to the Roosters yeah, there, obviously. Yeah, for sure. uh, Broncos and the Titans, gee, they're going to... Promoter's going to try and pump this one up. Oh, it's, it's the derby that's forgotten about, isn't it? You, yeah. you, know, you, you forget about this. The teams are relatively close to each other. They're very close. Yeah. yeah it's Half not an a, hour up the road, really. <laughs> that's right. It really should be a grudge match, this one. It should be a grudge <laughs> match. Let's hope to see no one sitting in the stands in their Maroons jerseys, AJ. Hey, yeah, the Pick neutral, a side. The neutral fan. <laughs> go the Titans, go the Broncos. <laughs> I'm a winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I, um, you, you can't go past the Broncos, but I've got to say, gee, I love the way the Titans have been playing. I mean, oh. they're, they're missing something ridiculous, like 15 top-flying players or something. It's, yeah. It's just Unbelievable. Um, the Hain Plain, is he back? No, no, he's still out. Um, they've got Chris McQueen and Nathan Peets back. So that there's a lot of experience there. That's a huge yeah, boost, yeah. Peets especially. Um, and McQueen's been, he's been really good, actually. When he slotted in there at centre, Gio liked him at centre a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. playing Parramatta. Yeah. He looked really good out there on the edge. Yeah, a lot of, big, a lot of size and a lot of speed yeah. about him. So, yeah, Absolutely. really good in defence. Yeah, so that, those two are back and... Um, and of course, Hunt is still out. Um, he's a big loss. We've got Nicarima going in there, named yep. halfback. Um, how do you see him? I know he's he's sort of been a Mister Fix It. They sort of put him in there at dummy half, or actually filled it out in, in the centres. I think I once yeah. and he just got bombed to smithereens. Um, I don't know a lot about him, and maybe that's the reason. Maybe yeah, I'm not a close, really close watcher of the Broncos, but you, you just gave me an excuse as to why I don't know that much about Nick Arima because he's moved around so much, he is. he? So, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll him. Him. yeah. How do you reckon he's going to handle it? Um, oh, he should be fine. Yeah. At home. At home against a team they should beat. So, yeah, yeah no, no, he'll be all right. Yeah, so the Broncos in that one. Yeah, Bronx, yeah. Now, my uh, Manly Seagulls, Manly hosting the Storm. <laughs> and, uh, last weekend was just absolutely woeful. For Manly, I mean, they were in really good form. You know, they'd beaten the yep. Bulldogs, or they beat the Cowboys the week before that, and then they beat the Roosters in a tight one. Yeah. Um, but they just weren't there on 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 Saturday. They just weren't there. Their line speed was was woeful. And I've got to give um, uh, kudos to to Daly Cherry Evans. I know that he cops a lot, but gee, his kicking game was sensational. Consistently pinning um, pinning the Dragons within their own five metre zone after the fifth tackle and he just had no help in containing them down there there was just easy meters um Uate was pulled out uh just before kickoff with a with a hamstring twinge he's back yeah. gee they struggled i i can't see manly getting within 12 points on what, what i saw um i mean so talk about inconsistency with the bulldogs well what i saw from manly was uh, was absolutely woeful um Absolutely woeful. So the storm, mate, and they're cruising. They are. They're, they're cruising, but it seems in, in this competition, 
you've got two or three wins in a row, and then that's about as far as you get. Yeah. It's so competitive. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I actually reckon your blokes will get home in this one. Do I, you really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a... Yeah, I, I think it's, it's the sort of game that you can really get yourself right up for. You know, True. Melbourne coming to your home ground. And, um, um, a couple they, of losses there, though, to Power and Miles are out. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a lot of a lot of grunt up forward, isn't it? I don't know. That, any team that can beat the Roosters at Allianz, that, that's they've got something going for them. They do. Yeah, they? yeah. And um, I can't. Every time this game comes around, I, I think of that brawl that happened. Yeah. Oh, Battle I, I, of Brookvale. Oh, it was beautiful, wasn't it? It was. 2011. Yeah. Well, who was it? It was Stewart and Stewart and uh, he's at the Broncos now. Front row of the Broncos. Gee. You got the team list there, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Broncos, <laughs> number eight or number ten? Um, I don't know. I, 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 all, all, yeah, the only um, image I've got in my head is Glenn Stewart asking the other guy whether he wanted to, to dance on the sideline and then Billy Slater comes in uh, late in the piece and it was, it was terrific. It was a real um, tribal uh, re- reaction to it. To an awful incident. Adam Blair, game. mate. It was hey. Adam Blair. That yeah. was going to bug me all night. So Adam <laughs> Blair. And wasn't it great? I mean... Yeah, it was. It was. A lot of passion. You are allowed to say that rugby league is good when it gets a little bit yeah. heated and violent, aren't you? I so. know, but, um, yeah. gee, that was, that was just a, a great rivalry. It's, it sort of died sure. down the last couple of years. I mean, we did meet in two grand finals in a row. There you go. Plus a preliminary final in <laughs> 2011, which Manly won before going on to win the competition. There yeah. is... There, there was... A lot of hatred between these teams, um, and I know I'm among the fan base. Um, you know that's how it's felt. So yeah, that's great. A lot of new, lot of new players there. Whether or not, hopefully they buy into it, and and Cherry yeah. Evans um, and the like can uh, can tell the boys all about that. Mate, I, I I'm, I'm tipping the storm here. I, I can't see Manly going anywhere near <laughs> anywhere near them. Fair enough. But it is a Saturday afternoon game at Brookvale Oval. Yeah, they love that, don't they? Mate, they do, and they're not at home for about five weeks. So wow. if if they don't uh, get up here, it's a, it's a long road trip, so you can take all the home points you can get. Not, <laughs> not that Brookie's much of a fortress anymore, mate. No. So Raiders-Warriors. Raiders-Warriors. This just should be a, um, a good win to Canberra. <laughs> um, they're playing really well. Mm. Um, I know that they've only knocked off the Titans and Parra the last... Two weeks, but that centre combination um, is just a remarkable. Um, and every every player is really carrying everybody else. They're yeah. just steamrolling forward yeah. like they did for the majority of, of the second half of last year. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, geez, you just you don't know they do with the Warriors. You cannot look at a single game that they play and, and say that they're definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think they. I, I, it's a tough trip. You've got to fly over from New Zealand to go and play in Canberra. Um, yeah, on a, on a Saturday afternoon, late Saturday afternoon. It's not ideal, is it? It'll be cold down there too. They've got snow um, <laughs> down the Alps down there in New South Wales and Victoria, so it's going to be a cold Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously, um, they probably shouldn't pay too much of a part. But yeah, the Raiders are looking really good. I like what I've seen from the Warriors the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's two wins in a row. Yeah, two in a yeah. row. I mean, they're, they're they're traveling okay. Like you said, they're so unpredictable. They've got the they've got the troops there to do it. Um, I'm going to back the Warriors in this one. Yeah, I actually think um, Kieran Foran. I mean, you talk about one player's influence over a team. He just gives them something. Yeah, he just gives them something. And uh, the Raiders haven't been that dominant for mine. I know at the start of the year. I mean, we even tipped them, didn't we, in the magazine. Yeah, to, yeah. To, to win the premiership this year. Yeah. Maybe they've read a bit of their own press because they haven't been as dominant as what we what we thought they'd be. Well, they got um, beat by the Sharks in round one down at home, so they are beatable. They are beatable. At home, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going the Warriors on this one, mate. Oh, well, that'd be good to see. It'd be good to see, yeah. Yeah, well, we will. <laughs> now we got the Dragons and the Cowboys, mate. This Correct. is uh, interesting. Um, watching the Dragons live last yep. week. Yeah, what did you notice about them? Mate. Their, their centres are, are, are out of control. Fantastic. Yep. Their go forward was brilliant. Their hunger, their desire. Yep. Um, up the middle, they were just absolutely dominant. They were. If you're a Dragons fan, I tell you what, you're feeling pretty good because this is the best Dragons outfit or the best Dragons outfit I've seen play 
you know, a long, long time. Those mm-hmm. great, those great sides of the late two thousands and early two thousand and tens. Paul Vaughan has developed into the buyer of the year, by the year so far, isn't he? He's so been great. He's just like he's another wrecking ball bloke. Yeah. Absolutely, he's been fantastic. Um, and, and and a side that probably you, you can't name all their players, but they're just playing for each other. Yep. Mary's got them. I know Mary's copped a lot of stick over the last couple of years. It's funny, you know. Definitely, yeah. um, And I'm really happy for him. It's good to see him with a with a with a good crop of kids that are playing really really hard for each other. The desires there. Uh, I was so impressed after the first ten minutes. I knew that that, that it was going to be uh, a big win, and uh, I think Manly are lucky to get off thirty five ten. I tell you what. Yeah. I was, was going to say maybe that first week where they thrashed Penrith. Maybe that maybe as the year goes on. That'll be looked at as a uh, so what sort of result. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think so. I mean, they're uh, they're looking really good. Um, I, uh, I um, heard through the week that they're, if not the best, one of the best attacking sides. Last year they, they are were, the best. Last year they were rudderless. Yep. The term that a lot of people like yeah. to use for them when 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 they had the ball, but the worst attacking side. Yeah, yeah. So something's clicking for them, and <laughs> some yeah. people are putting it down to the absence of, of Benji Marshall. So <laughs> interesting to see uh, if, if that's the yeah. case or not. But uh, Gareth Widder talking about their halves. Oh, yep. he was absolutely sensational. Absolutely sensational. So, mate, I'm uh, I'm I'm backing the Dragons here. Yeah, no, um, no Thurston, Scott Winnerstein, or Jake Granville for the Cowboys. It's the right time to play them, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, at home. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a prime opportunity for the Dragons to to get another two points that they probably wouldn't get, you know, exactly. greatly expecting at the start of the year. Exactly. It's a bit of a gimme for them, possibly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Panthers oh. and the Sharks. The Panthers. Your um, Panthers, mate. Your Panthers. I'm going to back them this week. There you go. Yeah. Uh, um, they, they do tend to get up for these games that they, that they really have to win. Um, the, all those blokes coming back uh, from the suspension and and, uh, and various injuries, um, that's just going to bolster them back up. Um, Bryce Cartwright is uh, strongly tipped to, to make his uh, comeback, so that, that's good news. Um, pretty brave because the Sharks have been good the last two weeks. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I've seen Penrith really um, steal themselves for, for these sort of competitions, and there'll be a big crowd out there on Sunday, you know, with the public holiday the next day at... It's um, yeah, I'm excited about this one. They've got to, they've got to win it. They're two and four. They have they? to win it. Yeah, they're yeah. two and four. They really need these two points for a team that really was pumped up. Yeah, um, by pretty much every media outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're four. They're two and four, and sitting. What, what did I say? Twelfth. Yeah, 12th. It's, it's not where we thought they'd be. <laughs> no, a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah. The big loss for mine is is Peachy. Being out, yeah, he he he's, there was the X factor absolutely. So with no Peachy there, um, yeah, well he's just a really dynamic player, yeah. <laughs> fantastic yeah. player. Um, Moylan back, you want to start? Yeah, yeah, jeez, <laughs> talk about a uh, yeah a, a, an opportunity to redeem yourself. He'll be absolutely filthy at himself over over um, missing a, um, even one game. So yeah. Um, I suppose uh, with um, Seguiaro out, mm. that'd make Jaden Braley um, come back into the side. They don't uh, lose too much there. No, no. You'd like to think that the rest of their squad okay. is, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I like the Sharks. I think yep. they're, they're a tough side. They're really tough. I- I'm going to back the Sharks. I, I... Mate, I'm sorry. Mate, it's uh, very... Uh, I'm putting myself out there by tipping <laughs> against them, yeah. No, but yeah, I can <laughs> see why you are, but I, I, I just think the Sharks for mine. Um, that win over Melbourne was, was really tough and gritty. Yep. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the um, I think the Sharks will, will, will get it done. Seguiaro, uh, yeah. he's yeah. a bit of a loss, but how tough is he? What a tough player, playing second half with a broken arm. It's... Um, it's yeah. pretty, pretty admirable. Didn't, yeah, so I'm going the Sharks. He didn't really have time to settle into the squad yet, did he? No. He can't do it yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It wasn't, it's not that they rely on him a lot. No. Um, then the Eels and the Tigers. This is actually shaping up as a pretty good match. Oh, this is going to be a screamer, this one. This is, uh, yeah. Um, it's at ANZ Stadium, so kind of neutral ground for, for both the teams. Um, Paris lost their last two games. That's another one that we, you know... Parramatta at the start of the year, there was a lot of excitement, clean slate after last year's dramas, um, and they've lost two in a row, um, and they're sitting in 13th 
it's uh, yeah, and they're under pressure by the teams that was just a basket case a week ago. So yeah, yeah, the pressure's the pressure's really on Parramatta in this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't circled a team yet, but um, I'm, I'm going to tip Parramatta just just because they should win. Yeah. And let's face it, the emotion that the Tigers carried in up there at the Cowboys, it was a great win by good, them. Good point. Tough yeah. win, but that emotion they carried in yeah. there, regarding the, uh, what do you call them, not the big four, the uh, priority <laughs> four? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, surrounding all those guys, uh, obviously new coach in Ivan Cleary, the board's been hammered. Um, that was a real relieving factor, as, as, we did, as we've seen uh, Marina go... Uh, the CEO of the Tigers hugging all the boys after the <laughs> yeah, game yeah, yeah. Uh, in the tunnel. Um, you know that was that was a big uh, pressure reliever. Yeah, definitely. I think it relieved a lot of pressure from them. I don't think they can get up two weeks in a row. No. I think you know. I think can, yeah. Can you imagine the energy that that would have taken yeah. that that whole win to go up there to Townsville, winning Townsville in the heat. Come, yeah, come back, celebrate. They would have celebrated hard. Um, they would have, and that was. Jeez, oh, I bet you they were wishing we wish this weekend could go forever because yes, and now they're back to the real world exactly. Yeah, um, and yeah, maybe Ivan Cleary will you know, be brought back to reality. I maybe. think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, are you, who are you going for here? Welcome back to coaching. Yeah, I'm going to go the Eels as well. They've yep. just got too much class. Uh, I think um, yeah, Tigers have just been so up and down. Like I said, I think it was it was emotion that got them over. It was a close game. Let's not forget. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't for like sure. They towed them up. No, it was a close game. Obviously, Jonathan Thurston uh, hurt his calf there in the second half as well, didn't he? So, yeah, he's some actually due back relatively soon. Isn't so it? they're saying. I, I, May one, I think. Okay, something like that. They're saying he'll be out for a few more weeks and probably have a couple of. Couple of win, a uh, couple of games under his belt before Origin, but um, they want, they wouldn't want to rush him back. So no, no, they got the, the cattle there to to cover for him for a, a little bit. So we're both going the Eels in in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't started keeping score yet. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> after <laughs> after I uh, predicted a fifty to sixty nil drubbing to the <laughs> against the Tigers. Yeah, yeah well, that's, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good stuff. Very good. Well, let's have All a right. chat about a new segment we call Review Mirror. Yeah. Talking about the great halfbacks, mate. Yeah. Um, and this was inspired by Thurston's um, injury. injury, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. We, we got to thinking, because um, he's got a lot of uh, young fans. He's probably the most popular player amongst youngsters. Absolutely. Especially that kid who scored his headgear at the end of last year. That it was, was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, nice gesture. Yeah, so that can really win over a, a kid forever. Um, and yeah, because we're both into our retro stars, our 80s and 90s stars, and I just wanted to ask you, um, who was your uh, all-time... Um, who was your beloved halfback when you were, I don't know, as a 10-year-old? As a yeah. Well, I was a winger, so my favourite player growing up was actually Willie Kahn. Willie um, Kahn, yeah. But, but in, as far as halfbacks went, uh, yeah. when I was a young fella, um, Alan Langer was just absolutely sensational. <laughs> I've been lucky enough throughout my career to, to have sat down with him quite a few times for oh, interviews. Terrific. Yeah, and he's been um, he's a great guy, a, a great mind, actually, really good mind. He's obviously up there at, at Brisbane running the water for them. Gee, you'd like him <laughs> delivering the water behind the plays, oh, wouldn't you? I, I always think that. Wow. Like a kid with 10, 20 games under his belt, Al- Alfie Langer <laughs> comes and asks if you're all right. Yeah, I'm quite all right, mate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, run at that gap. <laughs> Get him on the inside. Yeah. No, he's, um, he, he, yeah, growing up, he was, he was phenomenal. Um, obviously, was great for for the Broncos, four premierships with them, wow. um, and and a staff for Australia and 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 the Maroons. But what I loved as a as a kid, I wasn't the biggest kid growing up. Was that size didn't bother him. He was just when you look at that early footage of him in the late eighties, um, when he was paired with Wally Lewis as a as a nineteen twenty year old. There was just nothing of him. Obviously filled out throughout his career he's quite a bit of a rig now not very tall but he, he got thick yeah. uh, but gee he was tough for his size, yeah. size wasn't he I yeah mean, the older he, was, he got the tougher he got yeah. he was just fantastic uh, real class act and uh, a larrikin too which I think is sort of missing these days yeah. you know, I remember the 
the ads, the Lipton ad he did, and all this sort of stuff. Like he was, he was a real funny character as well. I remember but, um, the uh, St George can't play rant that he made after '92, <laughs> and, and then after the '93 Grand Final, he was up on the podium again, and then he said, "Yes, St George can play." I'm sorry about last. <laughs> took, <laughs> took him a whole year to apologise for. Yeah, it was hilarious. After their back-to-back victories, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. mate. So here of the week. Mate, I, I chose James Seguiaro here. Yeah, yeah, you're a big fan of his effort um, under injury, weren't you? So. Mate, six week, um, he's out for six weeks, played with a broken arm for, for half the match. I mean, that's tough, isn't it? You hear about stories of years gone by, about back in the heyday of, of yeah. guys playing. I mean, that famous story, uh, Andrew Johns playing with a collapsed lung, wasn't it, in the 97 grand yeah, final? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just thought it was a really tough effort. yeah. Six weeks. Uh, he's obviously out for six weeks, but yeah, playing with a broken arm, fantastic. So it is that really old school, um, that the, the old school attitude, wasn't it? That determination. I, yeah. Um, I just wrote a story taking advantage of some comments that I got from Billy Moore from earlier yeah, on in the year, really? and, and he um, he said it was like, almost like a stain on your reputation back in those days to come off. And I, I don't know. I, I can see that coming back. Into the game more and more, yeah. Um, like Lucky Gallons and, and really Burgess, tough, yeah. It was all, and even Thurston as well. Thurston. They're starting to they're starting to become a really tough element, um, you know, to, to fly back in, in into the playing it's good base. Too. So yeah, it's, it's terrific, isn't That's it? That's what it's about. I think um, back in Super League there was unlimited interchange, wasn't there? So yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to talk, <laughs> if you want, if you want to talk about touch footy, then that was the closest. Yeah, got, wasn't it? it was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, and the. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, who was, um, you know, you wanted to have a bit of a, got bit of a yarn about this, didn't you? So. Yeah, I, like I said, I was at the game, and I, I I'm a Manly supporter, but gee, Gavin Badger was terrible adjudicating that game. Was it just him, or was it the, the whole officiating team? The whole, the whole, it wasn't just him, it was the yeah. bunker as well. I mean, let, let's have a look at the first try they scored when Daly Cherry Evans was taken out of dummy half. Uh, only a few metres out from, from the Manly line. So that was with Nightingale. taken out by Nightingale. Yeah. Nightingale took him out. Yeah. Um, and what sort of chain reaction did that cause? Disbelief. <laughs> oh, well, it's they, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gareth Widdett picked up the ball and dove over, I think. Oh, OK. Um, so they were, and, but they went, went and had a look at it. I can't believe in this day and age when you get pulled up, I mean, the, um, the obstruction rule is, is used so often, isn't it? You see tries... Yeah disallowed that should be allowed that was just a ridiculous call um it, it didn't change the result Manly weren't in it anyway yeah but, but and he didn't get him back the 10 either um there was just it was pretty it was a pretty terrible offici- um, officiating effort from him I must say yeah. so I'm disappointed at that and I don't like to bag referees I think it happens too much definitely but um yeah he just he was just off the mark a lot personified by that try yeah and the thing, the thing that I, I haven't got my head around quite yet is the bunker has a Twitter account, and then when it comes up with a decision, it tweets out the justification for that decision. And some of the abuse that the bunker cops back is, am- is amazing. It's almost as if, to, it's almost as if, what else would you expect? You're, you, <laughs> it really shouldn't be tweeting out yeah. its decisions like that. It should be this thing that's hidden away like it's supposed to be. Um, wherever it is, yeah, people know where it is. But we're, but yeah, that, that's what it's supposed to be. This locked away exactly. secret compartment, and it's tweeting out so that people can fire back at it. It's it's just a recipe for disaster. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Talking about the bunker, do you, do you think they should be allowed to call on forward passes? I do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you can call on anything else in the game. Why can't you call on a forward pass? You, you can you can spot a forward pass when you see it. Yeah, you can you can see it like mm. when you're at the footy. If you're 20 metres behind the play, you, you know, you've got a brain, you've got two eyes, you, you've got depth, per, depth perception. Yep. You can see you can see forward passes even if you're not in line. And Yeah, it's, it's really strange. I'm not, not, not sure why. I'm not sure why they don't allow it. And, and the thing is they're never going to have a camera that cruises up mm. and down the sideline like they have in the NFL. Like, no. We just don't have the stadiums to be able to do that. No. But, yeah, it's... Oh. So one one part of the of the game that's really frustrating, isn't it? It is. You, you can be sitting home with four beers under your belt and still spot the forward pass. <laughs> you can. Yeah, you, you can. can be sitting in a pub, look at looking at a TV from across the other side of the 
of the hall and, and see one. But it's probably know. the one thing that probably drives people nuts the most that they can't call on it, and yeah. I don't know the reasoning behind it. I yeah. mean, the technology, it's, the way it is, yeah. just just call it anything, really. <laughs> I mean, I know we get into our referees for for probably going up too often, but if you're going to go up anyway, yeah, to check an obstruction, possible obstruction, an onside from a kick. Um, want to have a look at, at, at the past too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that, that, yeah. and other things as well, you, sometimes they're, they're made to check grounding when when it's obviously you can't tell mm. because there's six bodies around the ball. So you, you, you're checking that and that's okay, but a mm. forward pass which is out in open play yep. that's that's stared upon like yep. by the cameras from above, yep. um, yeah, you can't, you can't have that because... Because the inconsistencies in camera angles, Gee. and they aren't that different, are they? Really, from not. from ground to ground. Absolutely, no. absolutely. No. What about the magazine, mate? What's happening? Oh, the magazine. Yeah. Um, we've just finished uh, putting together our, our June edition. Can't believe where the where the year's going. It's, we just sorry, we finished our May edition. Mm. Getting getting too far ahead of myself <laughs> there. Um, this particular edition. Um, that's out now. It has it has another week to run. It's mainly an AFL season preview, so maybe it's not going to be interesting to to many of our, our listeners, our, our league focused listeners. But um, there's a, there's still plenty of NRL in it. There's a really good column by Andrew Voss, um, uh, rejoicing in the fact that um, this game just keeps coming up with different mm. premiers mm. each year, and not just. Not just different premiers from year to year. Mm. Uh, we've had seven different premiers over the last seven years, mm. and a few, a few sports in the world can can really boast that. Um, there's uh, an interesting chat with um, Roger Chilvas at Sheik. Uh, we caught up with him um, to discuss the the long road back that players face from injury. Um, all, all you really see is the player going off. There's a follow up news story. Um, you know, yeah. asking the player how the surgery went. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's that's all you see for yeah. eight, nine, ten months. And uh, I asked him, what was he doing during that time? Like, what, what does a player do? Yeah. What does a footballer do? A competitive yeah. animal like <laughs> like an NRL player, and yeah. he did all sorts of things. He took up cooking classes. He <laughs> yeah, he did all sorts of community work, and yeah. it's a really interesting way of, of keeping your uh, keeping your sanity. Really, so that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's still plenty of plenty of footy in there. Um, it's on sale till next Thursday, and yeah, in, in the, uh, the, the May edition on, on sale next week. And guys, don't forget to uh, to get online to insidesport.com.au. Yeah. Um, you, you know, always breaking news there, um, and obviously a link to the features as well at times, so you get all. All, all the best that we've got to offer. So, guys, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. It was um, fun. We'll, we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Thank you.